Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 61, where we're discussing Left Behind from season 3 of Lost. Are you serious? You've never seen that. If you don't believe me, you can always pull my other shoulder out of its socket. Oh, I I wasn't trying. Don't flatter yourself. This is the fourth time it's been dislocated. (sighs) Give me your hand. No, I'm not gonna. You're gonna. Right now, it feels like there's broken glass under my skin. And if it weren't for you, I would be on my way home right now. Jack told me not to come back to protect me because he didn't want me to get hurt. Is that what you think? Yeah, that's what I think. We have cameras on the cages, Cade. All of them. He saw you. You and Sawyer. The reason Jack told you not to come back wasn't because he didn't want you to get hurt. It was because you broke his heart. So, grab my wrist, push up, and twist. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 61 of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. And today we're discussing Left Behind, a Kate-centric episode, Um, an interesting episode. I remember a lot of mystery surrounding this one the first time I saw it. Um, I'll let you kick us off with the first point this time. All right. Well, um, the first thing that I had on here um, was just an interesting, uh, probably not much relevancy to anything, but... um, it's one of the first, I think it might be the first scene in this um, uh, episode is whenever Juliet comes in to give uh, Kate a sandwich. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like she's starting to, <clears throat> I guess from the jester, was going to start treating her more like she did uh, Jack um, yeah. at the other place. But um, obviously Kate's there and she's going to you know hit, hit her with this pool stick. But it's, it's very weird to me that Juliet knows or has such a yeah. quick like cat in, <laughs> cat like instinct yeah right flips her over and it, you don't see this type of like demeanor from her in any uh-huh. other episode yeah and we really. don't have i mean obviously no information in her backstory to understand mm-hmm. why she has this combat training exactly <laughs> so yeah it's kind of just interesting to me to see her i mean i guess i mean in this episode i i, I see juliet and kate's personalities kind of uh being similar uh-huh. In a sense that they have these two different type of people right. within themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's true. Very good point. Uh, the first thing I had was, you know, we see Kate in Iowa, mm-hmm. and uh, she, her car breaks down. She gets to the garage, and we see Sawyer's old girl Cassidy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, trying to hustle a guy with some fake necklaces. And Kate plays along with the con and buys one from her, of course. 
Um, and then Cassidy ends up giving Kate a ride into town. Right. So again, it's kind of a character connection from the past. Um, that in this case, I don't think means a lot. It's just kind of, well, that's interesting. Right. You know, yeah. I don't think there's any big mystery there about why they were, you know, connected in the past. Yeah. Anything like that. Um, but I still made a note of it. Um, the next thing I had, you know, was Locke shows up where Kate is being held at and tells Kate goodbye. Mm-hmm. You know, he's leaving with the others and he says that she and Jack are going to have to stay behind. He tells her that he wanted her to know that he made a good case for her, told them she was a good person, reliable, smart, honest, and then they told me what you had done. Um, and let's just say forgiveness isn't one of their strong suits. So, yeah, there are a couple things here. I mean, first, where is Locke going? Obviously, the last we saw from him is when he saw Anthony Cooper right. in that room. And now they're all going somewhere, and he's going with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you have any take on what's going on there? Oh, man. No, not really at all. I mean, I have I have no theories to to that has any kind of support to it. I mean, I yeah. could just randomly throws them out but i really have no <laughs> idea where they're going yeah it's it's very mysterious because it's it's like Locke is on the inside mm-hmm. now all of a sudden and um i thought it was really interesting that he knows all about what kate has done mm-hmm. in her past now and how he's clearly acting very different to yeah. her now different yeah and um it's almost like um he feels a sense of betrayal or something right and, and mm-hmm. he's kind of leaving everybody behind or something yeah um which i think is pretty interesting because um, I think that I, I think Locke knows about the Marshall and everything already from previous. I mean, if, if they, I don't, so I th- don't think they're talking about that in particular thing. Really, I don't know. Because um, I thought the when she got called out, you know, who she, who right. was on board. The, but um, that whole the whole time that was going on. Uh-huh. Uh, about the, but they were getting ready to launch the raft, mm-hmm. and I think that's exactly the same time that Boone died, okay. and Locke went AWOL. He was out. Oh, okay. He was out at the hatch. Oh, okay. So he so he, he wasn't w- there when this happened. Okay, so he, he might have been one of the few that didn't. Yeah. Know. Right. But uh, later, you know, she looks out the window, and you know, she can see a bunch of others getting into gas masks and you know packing up gear, and then one of them throws a gas grenade of some kind into a room. And she's knocked out mm-hmm. completely. So, uh, you know, in a flashback, Kate tells Cassidy the truth about what she did and why she's running from the police. And she says, you know, she's in Iowa to see her mother. So we find out why she's there. And uh, Cassidy agrees to help Kate to try and get past the cops and says that she's doing it because she fell in love with the wrong guy and then gave him her life savings. And she'll do it because one of them deserves something good. So clearly, obviously, Sawyer. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting not only do they have this connection but it was like almost centered around Sawyer right even yeah. Kate had no idea who Sawyer was yet yeah and um <clears throat> it kind of creates I guess a little bit of tension of, of whether or not Kate will ever find out mm-hmm. that Sawyer is this guy that Cassidy was talking about well uh, yeah I started thinking about it and I was like you know from what Sawyer has told Kate about his past stuff like that I mean I think at least, I mean, I know obviously there's, a, there's probably many, many people do that type of thing, but mm-hmm. I would think that she would be like, you didn't happen by chance, no. Because, I mean, he says, I used to con these women, I used yeah. to do this. You know, I mean, if, if I remember Cassidy, you know, like like I, I think Kate would, I'd be like, mm-hmm. 
do you happen? Do you yeah, know? You know? I, mean, I just think I would probably say something. Yeah, unless I mean, I'm not sure where Cassie and Sawyer were at whenever they were together, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm assuming it wasn't Iowa. Right. And maybe it's just like you know, because Kate doesn't realize that Cassidy wasn't from Iowa. That's true. Yeah. So she, maybe she just doesn't make the connection mm-hmm. at all. But. I, I agree. Since yeah. she knows Sawyer is a big con man, and mm-hmm. it isn't like everybody knows a con man, right? You know? So she would yeah, probably exa- ask exactly. just to make sure. You know? Yeah, but she may be blinded by love too. So who knows? Yeah. So uh, back on the island, Kate wakes up in the middle of the jungle, and she's handcuffed to Juliet. And Juliet later wakes up, and she doesn't know why they're there together either. So she appears to be just as clueless as mm-hmm. Kate is. And Kate tells her that she saw them all put up or pack up and leave uh let me see they pack up and leave mm-hmm. and juliet clearly didn't know about this at all she didn't know what the plan was where they were going or anything and later they're walking and uh get to a, into a nasty fight about jack and they have a close encounter with a smoke monster and they hide in the tree and um juliet kind of acts like we find out later she does know but she mm-hmm. acts like she has no clue what the smoke monster right. is and uh, flashes very brightly. This is interesting. You yeah. Know, uh, in front of her, like it's a flash is going on and off, mm-hmm. like really quickly. And to me, it looked nothing like it did in front of Echo. Mm-mm. We didn't really see what it looked like in front of Locke. Right. But I remembered a statement Locke made about when he saw it, he saw a very bright light. Yeah. And it makes you wonder if Juliet saw exactly the same thing yeah. Locke did. Yeah. It definitely made uh, just a flickering of it made it seem like some type of like camera or yeah. scanner mm-hmm. you know type thing like i wondered if maybe it wasn't like scanning juliet you mm-hmm. know because i mean she's new to that you know and her just i just i don't know i mean, just not new to the jungle but like new to their group you know right um i mean as kind of what it looked like it was it was definitely definitely different than echo's experience yeah. you know now i do no more than i think about it it does kind of seem like you know, most of what we saw when Echo saw the smoke monster was from behind That's the true. smoke monster. And it does kind of seem like I remember there being little flashes on his face, but it was daylight. So it may not have been oh, as maybe. noticeable. Maybe. So I'm not sure about that at all. But, you know, Juliet tells Kate that, you know, Jack saw her and Sawyer together. Mm-hmm. She says the, the reason Jack told you not to come back wasn't because he didn't want to hurt your feelings. Or it didn't want you to get hurt. It was mm-hmm. because you broke his heart. Right. Uh, which I thought was really good. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, it seemed to me like Kate was almost trying to deny any of this mm-hmm. stuff that happened with Sawyer. Yeah. And, and in this case, it's like she knows Jack knows, and it's like she's she's got to deal with it. Exactly. Now. Yeah. I was so happy that, that uh, Kate found out just because mm-hmm. um, I didn't know if Jack would ever tell her, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just like one of those scenes is like, ah. Uh, Come on, he she has to know that you know, you know. Yeah, right. But yeah, I'm glad she brought it up. Yeah, and I'm glad that Kate also knows that it's not just Jack watching out for her best yeah. interests. Yeah, it's like he's moving on. Yeah, he's you know? distanced himself. Right. And later, the smoke monster chases them again, mm-hmm. and they they get to the sonic fence, and Juliet activates it, types in some numbers into a pad. And the smoke monster gets to the fence, and it's clearly not able to go past it. Right. Which made me think, is this fence actually made for the smoke monster? She makes the comment that they know about the smoke monster, but they don't know what it is, but it doesn't like their fence. Mm -hmm. Did you get the idea that this was actually made for the smoke monster? Well, or, or just is it just a regular fence that happens to keep the smoke monster out? No, I mean, I think it was made, I guess, to 
keep. I mean, it looked look like it's made to keep that thing out. I mean, whatever that, it was. Yeah, it looked like that to me. Yeah, and uh, it was interesting that this monster came after him again. I mean, at this point, I realized. Well, I thought it was actively pursuing one of them because mm-hmm. normally, you know, if it's it's encountered twice, it's normally not a great thing. You know, normally it's either taking someone or killing someone. I mean, because it was very quick afterwards. It's like it did right. whatever it did in front of them, yeah. saw them, and then came after them. You know, I, was, True. I, I didn't know exactly. A, you know, yeah. And my thoughts were, you know, when it came and scanned, you know, it looked like it was just scanning Julie. Yeah, that's what I thought. But maybe it was actually scanning both of them. True. And you know, decided it was going to leave Juliet alone, but obviously Kate with her issues, it was mm-hmm. going after her. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you know, Juliet was on one side of the fence, and Kate was on the other. Maybe it was coming after Kate, yeah, that's but true. Juliet just happened to be there as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, I, I kind of want, I mean, obviously I don't either one of them get killed, but you know, cause they're great characters, but, right. um, I would wonder, I was wondering which one it was chasing or, yeah. you know, if it, if it was only chasing one or chasing both. Yeah. But, um, it definitely was actively <laughs> after him because I mean, it, and it doesn't have a, um, it was interesting that it ran into the fence again. It doesn't have a mind. I don't guess. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if it has a mind or can remember or feel or anything like that, it wouldn't run into that fence again after it's been hit once. Right. You know, so it was on a direct path, mm-hmm. hit it, and then turned away. You yeah. Know? And on that note, too, I think it's very interesting that it never comes, looks at somebody, analyzes them, and then attacks them. It's no. always it looks, it leaves, and then comes back That's and tr- gets them. Yeah, it's like it has to go and get like you direct what do you want me to do boss yeah some kind of of, (laughs) yeah some kind of new order you know and yeah uh, yeah, this and it would kind of um kind of supports what you're saying about it's not really something with its own will Mm -hmm. it's kind of like it's on orders it's on autopilot exactly and you know it's like you know hit yes to go after kate Mm -hmm. no you know yeah and um but uh, the first thing I thought, though, is it's surely this thing could go up and over this fence. Like, yeah, would, even if it had to go 100 or 200 feet into the air yeah. and come back down the other side. Well, all Kate and them had to do was crawl over the thing. Yeah, you right. Know? Oh, it yeah, would, that's true. Because they knew it was on because mm-hmm. it killed Mikhail. Yeah. And they went over the top of it, so yeah. it was still on, and it was fine. Yeah. I mean, it might have been just because they were right on top of the post. Maybe. Like, and maybe there wasn't any signal there or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it can, can – I'm sure it, I mean, it's like smoke, so it could probably do whatever it wants to do. But That's a good point. Like, if they could go – if they could climb over the thing, why mm-hmm. in the heck couldn't the smoke monster go over it? Yeah, because we know it can go up high because it ripped the dude out of the, the plane. The plane, right. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I just – I thinking about that i don't know if it realizes it can go between like you said over the post mm-hmm. maybe like in between the post it goes infinitely high but right. in between the post there's not and it also can go underground because we've seen yeah. it tear up out exactly. of the ground so go under it yeah but yeah it may just it may all just be to show us that this thing isn't intelligent right it's just it's just a machine exactly or okay well, uh, they get back to the barracks, and Kate goes into Jack's house and wakes him up, and she apologizes for being the reason that he is not able to leave the island. Mm-hmm. And um, he asks about Juliet straight off, which which Kate doesn't really <laughs> seem very yeah. happy about. And he says, uh, now they have to go back to the beach, and Saeed, who was also left behind, isn't happy that Juliet is going with them. Um, but I'm, I actually kind of like this whole Jack and Juliet yeah. relationship because she seems like... She's not playing games with him like Kate always has. Yeah. 
you know, Kate's playing sides and playing favorites and just can't decide who she wants to be with. And mm-hmm. Juliet seems to be, you know, genuinely interested in Jack and yeah, and that would be good for him. Mm-hmm, definitely. So uh, in a flashback, you know, Kate finally gets connected with her mother and things don't go very well. You know, Kate tells her that she did everything for her and her mom says you can't help who you love and everything you did, you did for yourself. And uh, she does say that she won't tell the agents that Kate was there. And she says if she ever sees her again, the first thing she'll do is yell for help, mm-hmm. which cuts goes back to the mm-hmm. ceiling exactly. way back in the hospital a long time ago. Yeah. So we know the timeline is obviously this is before that all that stuff happened in the hospital. Yeah. So this yeah. is before Kate's you know childhood friend was killed, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool to go and fill in some of those blanks. Yeah. So Kate tries to get Cassidy to tell her who this guy was that you know conned her, but she says she still loves him and she's pregnant, which we mm-hmm. already knew. And she tells Cassidy her real name, and they part ways. And that was the last note I had about the episode. Was there anything? I mean, they had this whole backstory going on. Let me make sure I don't confuse this with the next episode. Um, oh, this is the one where Sawyer's trying to curry favor with all yeah. the people because he thinks there's going to be a vote to mm-hmm. banish him from the island. Yeah. Which I thought was a cool, cool little, you know, lighthearted story. Yeah. Um, but just like Sawyer trying to go around and, and <laughs> basically undo all the wrongs he's done to everybody so he can stay there on the beach and yeah and i think the my favorite part was let me think here when he's they make the boar and everything else and he finally tells charlie you know about you know well you know let's let bygones be bygones or something like that i know about the vote and charlie you know what yeah yeah Yeah, that was i uh was sitting there and i told as my wife i said i know hurley's just making this up you Mm know and um and she was uh, she goes, yeah, it seems it seems that way, you know. And and when it came out that it was, it was it was really hilarious, you know, just to look back and see what he had done. But at the same time, I think it was really good on Hurley's part to bring around, hey, if you're going to be our leader, right? People got to be able to respect you, mm-hmm. you know. And um, you kind of got to see Sawyer step it up and yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of you know hold his own a little bit, and 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 pe- I mean actually a likable side, and yeah, you could tell that he was a lot more comfortable in that role, even yeah. though he's very easily the con- the con man, the sarcastic mm-hmm. guy. It's it's a lot. It's kind of really who he is deep inside. I think right. you know. But the the big problem though is that the only reason he was doing any of that was for selfish reasons. It, yeah, <laughs> he just it, didn't want to have to fend for himself. But I think he had the opportunity <laughs> at the end when he found out it wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of a deciding point there. He was like, well, "What do I do?" So he went. We went back and he started serving them still. Uh-huh. You know, he took the food over to Claire, and you know, after he had found out found out all that, so I was like, okay, you know, this could be a new new change for him you know for yeah for all of them and i thought it was interesting too how like you know sawyer decides to be nice and all of a sudden they have this big hog roast yeah you know yeah (laughs) it's like sawyer's almost the the total dark cloud over this camp right now and if he just decided to do a little bit of good things will be pretty awesome around there but yeah just i mean it was almost it was really comical like you know sawyer hunting with desmond and and just him trying to be nice to everybody was, was really funny. Yeah, I thought it was great. Did you have any other comments about the episode before we get no, to our voicemail? No, there was just, well, there was one comment that Saeed had made, and he said, like, he said something about, like, there was, like, 50, the 50 people just, like, disappeared, you know, yeah. from the camp. And I don't know, it just, it does seem very weird. These people yeah. just vanished, you know? Right. And, and where they're going, yeah, why, why Locke is able to go with them. Exactly. If this is where their home is, why are they going somewhere yeah, else? Yeah, they just abandoned their whole village, you mm-hmm. know, that we assumed at this point 
Um, I, I mean, I've all I know at this point is that this is their home. Right. You know, so I'm thinking, and, and that's the only thing I could think is, is there another place? Are they leaving to go out of this um, area, going back to the real life, or going to this, going to the um, box that they spoke of? You know, yeah. I mean, so it's just weird. Yeah, very, very interesting, intriguing. It really makes me look forward to the upcoming episodes. Like, why is Locke all of a sudden pay, playing a really right. important role in all this? Yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to get to that. But for now, let's get to our voicemails. Okay. Hi, my name is Kate, and I'm from Pennsylvania. And I just want to say I just discovered your uh, podcast about three or four weeks ago. And I just want to tell you, I, I just love it. I, it's, I find it so helpful going back over those um, old shows to help me understand the new shows. Um, I didn't get into Lost till like the second, the third season. And though I've watched all the videos, sometimes it's really tedious to go back and, um, you know, rewatch them. So what I've been doing now is rewatching them in preparation for your podcast. And um, it's really interesting, some of the things that um, I'm learning and it's helping me understand what's going on now. I just wanted to say I do not know how you can hold yourself, um, Anton. I just don't know how you don't want to say, yeah, and that means because right now this is happening, you know? It, it drives me crazy that you are so um, unbiased, I guess is the word I want to use. I just want to say that I really appreciate what you're doing. I find it fascinating. And um, for you, Evan, it's like uh, Christmas morning. You've got a lot of packages and presents yet to open um, that we've already opened. <laughs> so thanks again, guys. It's fine if you want to use this. I know it's just ramblings, but I just want to tell you that I enjoy it, and thanks a lot. Bye. Thanks so much, Kate. Just for clarification, I'm Evan, and I'm the one who's been watching the show for a long time, and Anton is the one with a ton of Christmas presents yes. sitting under the tree waiting to be opened. Although I guess it is for me, like I do feel like I have a bunch of Christmas presents because yeah. it's like every time we watch one of these and discuss it, it is so much fun. Yeah, and yeah. we have a really great time. I still like. I mean, I'm, I don't know obviously what you know, but uh -huh. I do. I think it is crazy how you're able to because you don't lead me on things, and right. and and you are able to allow me just to kind of fumble through this and and not be like yeah but you know yeah i know i'm sure it's got to be no the hard. crazy thing is is i don't have any desire to do that like i don't like i'm not sitting here on the edge of my seat wishing i could say oh but wait until season yeah. five because this happens you right know? it's not like that at all for some reason that's good that's I'm, good and i'm amazed at how easy it is not to say anything that like I'm, it might be because i'm just now because i've just watched the episode right. again so uh -huh. it's fresh in my mind if I were trying to do this all from memory, yeah, it'd be would, hard. But like, yeah. you know, well, did we learn this now or five episodes later? Or, mm -hmm. But it's real easy if, right. because I just basically pretend like I don't know anything past this episode. <laughs> that's good. That's 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 uh, I think that's a <laughs> gift of some sort because uh, <laughs> I think I'm like most people that I'd be I'd be sitting there going, wait, can I? Do I need to say this or did this happen? You know, but huh. I, I think if you write, I guess like you said, if you're, you since you're taking notes and you just watch this one, right. it's it's and I follow easier. my notes very religiously here. So right. I mean, it's not. I mean, I try to when I can, I try to think more in depth about the stuff so we can have a good conversation about it. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, I try to take the episodes for what they're worth. Yeah. And that helps a lot, too. Definitely. And she made the comment about going back through the old shows and how it sheds light on current episodes. And, and I know we've said this before, but just for, for Kate's benefit, it is unbelievable to me. Like, 
this show is going to have one of the best, you know, rewatchability factors yeah. ever because it is like the more you learn, the more you realize things in the past meant something. That's great. I mean, it may be like, you know, a little one second thing that happens, it means nothing. And then later it means something. Right. And it's, that's why one of the reasons I love, and I've, you know, rewatched the show several times is because it's so cool to, to go back and reappreciate those things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I know you're going to have a blast, you know, I don't know if we'll have a chance during the break or after the show's completely over or mm-hmm. what, but I'm sure you'll be rewatching it and it'll, it'll just be killer, yeah. killer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that might, you know, probably during, cause we'll catch up. Right. And probably during some of that hiatus stuff, we'll, we'll probably get the opportunity to kind of revisit some of those yeah, things, right. you know? Yeah. One of the things we can go ahead and I guess say something about this now is, uh, you know, we will be caught up with and finished with season five. Um, I think before the summer, I think we'll actually finish season five, not too long after it actually ends on TV. So, uh, we're going to plan on doing a couple of interesting things during the hiatus. Uh, one of which we're thinking about doing some commentaries, which may be video or they may be audio only, not sure yet, but we'll be maybe doing some commentaries or kind of Real-time reviews might be a better word, right? Like, where we watch the episode, discuss things as they happen. Maybe we might actually put this on top of some of the episodes where we've had some really great discussions right. about them, and, yeah. and try to elaborate on those or or something. But we're looking at something in, in that kind of vein, so we'll see what we can come up with. We have one more voicemail here from our good friend Jed. Hey, Anton Evan, it's Jed from Des Moines, Iowa. I just got done listening to. The man from Tallahassee, and I thought I'd give you guys a little ring. Uh, first off, great episode. Um, actually, absolutely love when we find out uh, how John Locke uh, became paralyzed. Uh, that was fascinating. Oh, uh, something I wanted to mention. Your, your last episode, uh, when we had Mikhail, the book the flame, Mikhail was talking with the group, and he said something about John Locke. He said, you said he was very coy about it. And John Locke, if I remember correctly, you were once paralyzed. I think he was going to say the word paralyzed. And, of course, uh, Rousseau interrupts him before the group can figure out that John has uh, been paralyzed in a wheelchair. Anyway, back to the point. Uh, the end of the man from Tallahassee, you guys mentioned you're going to be doing expose next week. And, uh, Evan, you let it slip that you think it's unanimously the most hated episode of Lost. And i got to admit, I love expose. It, 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 I mean... It's not a perfect episode lost by any means, and hopefully you guys have watched it by the time you get this call. Um, but, I mean, first off, Nico, Nikki and Paolo die. That's a bonus. I, I wasn't a big fan of Nikki and Paolo either. But I was surprised at their main story, their main episode. It was a really cool episode of The Twilight Zone, really. I, I, I loved it. I loved the twist. I loved the ending. I loved the structure of the, of the episode. Um, I mean, and, and Nikki as a stripper. How do you beat the opening minutes of that episode. Nikki is a stripper. I don't know. I, I thought it was a cool episode. If you want to look at ones to hate, it's Stranger in a Strange Land and Fire and Ice. Those are really bad episodes, but X was a pretty cool. Um, great to talk to you guys. Love the show as always. Uh, and keep it going. Thanks so much, Jed. Yeah. Um, Mikhail talking with the group, mm-hmm. the paralyzed thing makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because that's the only P word I could, that really makes sense right now. Yeah. Um, so that seems very fitting to me. Yeah. Cause it was kind of a, a PA sound. Yeah. I started to make. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, that that does make sense. And uh, if you were going to say that, that would have been interesting if he would have got that word out. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, um, just yeah, I think so too. Because I don't think no one. I mean, there were a couple people that know about what happened to him, but I don't think most of them are in the survivors group. Right. No. Most of them are in the others. Group. Exactly. So yeah, that would be really interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he says. I think he says. Um, you know, I think I have a fleeting memory of you, John Locke, but mm-hmm. I must be confused because the John Locke I knew was, you know. Yeah. So I think it was probably paralyzed. Yeah. Exactly. Very good catch on there, Jed. Definitely. And uh, expose. Um, you know, Jed likes it, and I can understand it. Now that he mentions it, it is a very good Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, well, whenever we were recording that, that's why I said is I put me in mind of a Twilight right. Zone. And yeah. It, because um, it just was def- – I mean, we both talked about that, how it was just so weird, and but but it yeah. did have that feel to it. And for yeah. that, from that perspective, it was a good episode. Right. But in comparison to Lost yeah. and being Lost-like, not if so it were much. Twilight Zone 2009, it yeah. would be an awesome episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I see. I totally get that. Yeah. But, yeah, the one great thing about that episode is the fact that Nikki and Paolo died. Yeah. I mean, there's no mistake in you that. You don't have to worry about them ever showing up again. Yeah. But another good argument, though, I, re- I would say Stranger in a Strange Land is probably a worse episode. Yeah. Yeah, that episode honestly made... Absolutely. I mean, it wasn't even like a good Twilight Zone. It just made no it was, sense. It was just a turd, you know. Yeah, it was just awful. A turd and lost clothing. You know? did, yeah, yeah. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Okay. Well, uh, let me see here. I don't think we have anything else. Well, I think that's it for me. Anything from you? That's it. Okay. Well, everyone, on Sunday, we'll be discussing One of Us, a Juliet-centric episode. And we finally get a little bit more information on how she got to the island and what the circumstances were and what happened to her shortly after she arrived there. So that'll be a great discussion, I'm sure. Until then, we will see you later. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. New episodes are released every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can sign up and become part of our community at lostmysterypodcast.com. Email us your questions or comments to info at lostmysterypodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, and also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.